Hi, you guys. I'm your host, Jahira Jones, and welcome to another episode of Dating with Herpes. It is my hope and prayer that you find this episode to be informative, inspirational, and as well, a little entertaining. Last episode, we talked a little bit about finding a cure for the virus. I still would love to hear your thoughts about using the food-grade hydrogen peroxide therapy. Whether you think it's another hype, whether you think it's the real deal, or if it's too dangerous for anyone to even attempt. I would love to hear what you have to say. So please hit me up at Hope at gmail.com, or you can press the message button if you're using the anchor at the bottom of your screen. All right, so let me know your thoughts. Now, this episode, episode 17, I like to get a little bit more personal. I want to talk a little bit about going downtown. Y'all remember that SWV joint? <laughs> Maybe I'm telling my age. I've told my age over and over again, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> but has your thoughts on doing oral sex, have they changed since you contracted the virus? That's what I want to know. So let's get started. Now, I must confess, I've only had oral sex once in my life. <laughs> yes, once in my life. You heard me right. It's so sad. It almost brings a tear to my eye. But I've only had it once. And the reason why is because you guys already know that I contracted the virus the first time I had sex and I lost my virginity. So afterwards, I didn't want my partner to go down on me because I was afraid that he would contract the virus orally. You know, he would, you know, while going down to me, he would contract the virus. So I've always been super paranoid and super cautious. And the one time that I did do it, one time I did allow my partner to go down on me, I was paranoid the whole time. I was so stuck in my head worrying about what was going to happen afterwards that I didn't even enjoy the act of him going down. And I knew he, that he knew because he asked me afterwards, Jahira, please tell me you came. And I had to lie to him and say, yes, I did, which makes me now in my 40s think, you know, he was very inexperienced if he didn't even know that I didn't come. But I lied and told him that I did. <laughs> so, you know, but now, 20 years later, I have to say that 41-year-old Jahira wants to see what she's been missing point blank in the period you know they say that women reach their sexual peak in their 40s and I guess that old saying is true because I can testify like I want to try all the things that I haven't I want to explore new things when it comes to sexuality and I know that going down is very um common for most people in their um sexual um life but for me it's not because I've only had it done once so I wanted to to be done to me <laughs> but at the same time I still had the same paranoia that I had back in the day now like I've said in previous episodes I am overly cautious and careful when it comes to sex period not just oral sex I don't want my partners to ever come back and say you gave me herpes and I don't want them to come back and say that and thank God to this day no one has ever done that and that's mainly because I try to use a condom every time I'm intimate with, with my partner. You know, I can't say that every time, but most times that I've had sex, it was protected. But when it comes to oral sex, the only form of protection that I'm aware of is dental dam. And that isn't much fun, I don't think. I mean, I really wouldn't know, but it doesn't sound 
like much fun. You know, I've never tried it myself, but it doesn't sound like much fun. And if you're a listener and if you've actually used Dental Dam, please let me know what the experience is like. Please let me know if, if it's, you know, not the experience that you like or if it's just better not to use. I mean, to me, in my mind, I think it would be better not to use because it's just a piece of plastic over the vaginal area. But um, I'm inquiring minds want to know. I don't want to waste my money. So if you've, if you've done it, if you used it and it was fine, let me know. If you've used it and it wasn't, please still let me know. So I won't waste my money or let me know if it's worth the, um, um, the cost of getting. Now, has there been times where my partner wanted to go down on me and wanted to give me oral sex? Absolutely. But I guess because I was always concerned, I never let them do it. Because I've always been kind of scared, you know, I don't want, if, if you get the, the virus, you know, me telling you that I have the virus and then you're choosing, or we're both choosing not to use protection, you know, that's the risk that we're taking. And I guess it's, in my mind, it's okay if it's in a private area, but if you go down on somebody and let's say you're shedding and you don't know it, you're shedding and you don't have any symptoms, you're shedding and you're contagious and your partner goes down on you, now they have that virus someplace very visible. For me, I know that when I'm talking to somebody, I'm always looking in their mouth. That's just me. I'm always looking in their mouth. So now you have this virus and it's visibly somewhere where people have the tendency of looking at it in the first place. And I just didn't want to, that to happen, you know, to my partner. And I didn't want them to come back and say, you know, you giving me this virus. But having said all that, me saying that I don't, you know, want my partner to go down on me. My partners have never had a problem with trying to throw their pickle in my face. <laughs> they throw their pickles in my face all the time. Now, sometimes I don't oblige, but sometimes I do. You know what I'm saying? I have never had a problem with um, or a worry about me going down to somebody. And that was even before finding out that if the, my partner has the virus, I won't get the virus on my mouth because I've, my body has created antibodies. I didn't even know that. I just took the risk and was like, I would examine his penis. And if I didn't see anything, I would, you know, go down on him. You know, because you never know who has and who doesn't, who's honest, and who's not. Even though I'm honest with him, he might still feel like, I don't want to tell her. I don't want her to let, let her know. Because what if she tells somebody else? You know, so we never know who is being honest. So even if he didn't tell me that he had the virus, I was still taking a risk. You know, like when my current partner, you know, he doesn't have a problem with throwing his pickle in my face almost every time. Almost every time we have sex, and it's a big old pickle, okay? <laughs> I'm giving too much information out, but yes, it's a big old pickle. And I don't have a problem with, with you know, pleasing him that way. But he's never once offered to please me that way. And I, and I know that is because he knows about me having the virus. And I'm pretty sure he's thinking the same way that I'm thinking that, you know, if I go down on her, then I could possibly get the virus on my mouth. So I wanted to ease both of our minds. And I decided to do this episode so that I could do the research 
on the subject for me and my partner, you know, because I want to be satisfied too. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, to ease both the minds of me and my partner, I decided to do some research on this subject and then, you know, put it on an episode for this podcast. Um, As we all know, HSV2 is spread by skin-to-skin contact and can be transmitted um, even if there's no herpes lesions on the skin through viral shedding. So we do know that that can occur. And that was something that scared me for him or any other partner I had. You know, what if I'm shedding and you go down on me and then, you know, I don't know that I'm having an outbreak, but I'm shedding. And then now you have contracted the virus on your mouth and that's where you get your cold sores, you know, for the rest of your life, basically, which is, you know, an area that can't even be covered up. If you get on your genitals, then you can cover it up. The only person that knows is yourself and your partner, right? And your doctor. <laughs> and God. <laughs> but I'm just saying, if you get it on your face, there's no amount of makeup that can cover that up when you have an outbreak. So I just didn't want that to happen to any of my partners. But according to medicalnewstoday.com, HSV2 is rarely contracted through oral sex. This is what this article is saying. However, transmission is possible in some cases. People with compromised immune systems and are especially at risk. That would be me. You know, I would be at risk because I have an autoimmune disease. So that will put me at more risk. Typically, people with oral herpes or cold sores, as they are commonly known as, has HSV-1, has the HSV-1 form of of the virus, which is different from HSV-2, known as genital herpes. According to medicalnewstoday.com, HSV-1 and HSV-2 are genetically similar, so the body of the infected person will produce antibodies to fight the virus off and potentially reduce the risk of contracting the other form. So basically, if I have HSV-2, right, which I do, if I have HSV-2 and my partner has HSV-1, which is the is the cold sore version, my body is, is producing antibodies against the virus of HSV-2. And since HSV-1 is similar my risks are lower of contracting the HSV-1. Okay, does that make sense? So, even though it is less common to transmit HSV-2, according to this article, through oral sex, it is still possible. And here's the reason why. According to the medicalnewstoday.com article, if a person is infected with HSV-2 in the genital area and the virus comes into contact with mucous membranes in another person's mouth, it may enter the nervous system and cause oral herpes. Okay, I'm going to repeat that. If a person is infected with HSV-2 in the genital area and the virus comes into contact with mucous membranes in the other person's mouth, it may enter the nervous system and cause oral herpes, okay? Similarly, a person who is infected with HSV-2 in the oral area area, can potentially cause genital herpes in another by giving them... Are you there? Are you listening? Come here, I got a secret to share with you. 
It's a private group on Facebook called DWH. <laughs> hey, you guys, it's your girl, Yahira Jones. Yes, I've created a private Facebook group called DWH, which stands for Dating with Herpes. So how do you get to this group? Well, you have to go to facebook.com forward slash Yahira.Jones.1. Again, that is facebook.com forward slash Y-A-H-I-R-A dot J-O-N-E-S dot the number one. That's the first step. Once you're there, I need you to send me an inbox message stating that you would like to join the Dating with Herpes private group. Once you've sent me that message, I will send you an invitation so that you can join the link. Now, this is a brand new page, so there's not a lot of content on the Hybrid Jones profile page, but I do have content on the group page. So again, go to my Facebook page, Yahira.Jones.1. Send me an inbox message saying that you would like to join the group and then I will send you an invitation. That's the only way to join at this time, but I want this to be a place where all of my listeners can come, share their stories with other listeners, and just be a community with each other. There are other, of course, herpes sites out there on Facebook, but this one I've created especially for you. So join me there. See you soon. I'm sorry, guys. Um, I'm at work doing this recording, and my phone started ringing. I had to see what, where that call was coming from. Yeah, trying to kill two birds with one stone. <laughs> working and doing a podcast. Working and working for myself. Anyway, so what I was saying is that um, a person, um, although it's less common, they can give their partner HSV-1. If they have HSV-1 on the oral, and they give their partner oral sex, they can... Um, give their partner HSV-1 in their genital area. Although the article says that is not very common. So I haven't said all of that. The bottom line is, um, y'all tell me how this dental damn works so I can go ahead and get that. <laughs> I mean, like, whew, child, these articles are not easing my paranoia. You know what I'm saying? It's not calming my fears, but all jokes aside, um, I still want to explore the possibilities, right? So to help me make a better decision, you know, I had the education, now I want the practical. I decided to log on to a great community of people, and that's a Facebook group, um, Living Life After Herpes Support Group on Facebook, to hear what my members had to say and what their opinion was on the subject. So I raised the question, and I posted this on in the member group, I said, will you allow your partner to perform oral sex, no outbreak, of course, on you now that you have the virus? Because most of the people that are in this group are newly contracted. They're newly contracted. And there's a few vets like myself in there. So I asked that question to the group. All except one of the members responded, by stating that they still do perform oral sex after contracting the virus, which made me feel a little better, you know? One member stated that 
once you disclose to your partner that you have the virus, they are accepting the risk. So it takes that pressure off of you, which, you know, come to think of it, it does. It does, but I've, I have disclosed to you now, this is what I have. If you choose to, we make the decision to have unprotected sex, be it oral or be it genital, then you assume the risk at this point. You know what you're up against. You know that you trust me, but at the same time, I can only go off what my body's telling me. And if I'm shedding, I don't know that I have put you at risk. So now you are assuming the risk. Not that I'm no longer responsible, but you are also responsible, right? So when she, when this person said that, I was in agreement with that. Uh, I was like, you know what? You're right. Okay. The same member continued by saying, any sex there with any sex, there is a risk, regardless if there is an outbreak or not. The other person may not know that they have HSV2, so there's always a risk. You know what I'm saying? So they may not even know that they have it, and they're putting the next person at risk if they have unprotected sex. So even though you have it, you know, don't put that pressure on you. If you fully disclose to them that this is what I have, they are assuming responsibility for their actions, right? You as well. And I totally agree. Another member stated, don't let this, meaning herpes, stop your sex life. Take your meds and perform your oral sex. <laughs> Point blank and period, right? And another member stated, I receive it all the time from my past non-herpes partner and perform oral on my current partner who has HSV2, like I do. And I guess for this person's case, I get their point because once you have it, you have it. You know, you can't, you know, you can't um, infect the person again because your body has built up antibodies to protect you from any new um, forms of the virus. So once you have it, you have it. But in my case, from what I am told by my partners from the past and present, is that they didn't have it. So that's why I was always concerned because I didn't want to be the one that gave it to them, right? I didn't want that to be my burden. So, you know, at least that's what they tell me. Who knows if they even know if they're even telling the truth, right? So I'm still a little perplexed on what to do. I'm taking into consideration what, you know, the members on the support group had to say, but as well as taking consideration um, from the article of what I just did my research on. So I still have to weigh the pros and the cons, and this is just something that me and my partner are just going to have to talk out. Now, do you think, do I think that he's going to be down with it? Not this particular partner, I don't think so. But I'm still willing to, I still want to have that conversation because I still want to be pleased. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> point blank in the period. I still want to be pleased, you know, but I just want to keep my partner safe as possible, you know, during the process of being pleasured. You know what I'm saying? So, and I know I sound like a novelist when I say the process of being, being pleasured. <laughs> All right. So 
I want to hear from you. As always, I keep asking to hear from you guys, but you guys are not talking. I want to come on and talk to me, talk to me, talk to me. So talk to me. I want your opinion. Would I be better off just dating men who already have the virus? What do you guys think? Should I just limit myself? If I want to be sexually pleasured and be free with my partner, should I just limit myself to men who have the virus? I mean, that's the, I mean, in my mind, that's the only way I can be completely free. Have unprotected sex. Like, say if I'm serious about somebody, not just screwing with somebody. So I'm serious about somebody and I want to be in a relationship. I want to potentially try to have a last-ditch effort at having a child. Should, would I be better off just joining a dating site for people with herpes and being done and over with it instead of worrying about you know, giving this virus to somebody else. What do you guys think? What do you guys think, honestly? What do you do? Do you guys still perform oral sex on your partners? Or do you allow them to perform oral sex on you? I want to know. Talk to me. Is it just better to date someone who already has the virus? What's your opinion? All right, so email me at yahirajoneshope at gmail.com. That is Y-A-H-I-R-A-J-O-N-E-S-H-O-P-E at gmail.com. Or if you're listening via Anchor, you can press the message button at the bottom of this screen to leave me a voicemail message. All responses, I'm going to say it again, all responses will remain anonymous. I'm not going to put you out there. If you leave a voicemail message, I'm not going to play you on the next podcast I may read your message. I may quote you, but I won't say what your name is. So if you leave me an email, if you email me, I will not disclose who you are. I may read your message, but I won't disclose who you are. So I want to hear from you guys. All right. Anyway, thank you guys for joining me today for another episode of Dating with Herpes. Until next time, I'm your host, Shahira Jones. Be safe and God bless. Thank you.